Hey, listeners, welcome back to Iron Diaries podcast with Matt and Chris, two dads, two kettlebell trainers talking about issues such as nutrition and fitness for busy people. We're going to dive into exercise myths and fallacies and meditation and mindfulness and grilling and cooking and hopefully everything in between. Give us a follow on Instagram at Iron Diaries Podcast or shoot us an email at irondiariespodcast at gmail.com and let us know if there's something that you want to hear from us in future episodes. My name is Chris and I'm the Canadian half of this dynamic podcasting duo. I'm a personal trainer and I'm a Russian kettlebell certified instructor based in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I'm also a holistic nutritionist. And I operate a private home studio where I work with people of all walks of life, either one-on-one or in small groups. And I also work with people remotely via live video. I'm a husband and I'm a father of three girls. I'm going to pass you over to Matt, our American. Hey, Matt. Chris, what's going on? It's good to be back with you again. Yeah, Um, likewise. You know, I'm Matt Bogansky. I'm a father, husband. RKC Level 2 and owner of Iron Stella Personal Training, which is a live video personal training brand based out of Bryson City, North Carolina. When I'm not working, you know, I love the grill. I love hiking with my family and, of course, you know, swinging kettlebells. Today we're talking about a topic that, you know, you know, you brought up, Chris, and I, I think it's pretty awesome um, because it comes up with you know, even myself, like, I feel like everyone could relate. And it's really about finding that sweet spot in your training. And I always talk about, you know, when the shoe fits, the shoe fits, right? It's, you know, but how do we, how do we connect the dots? How do we get from point A to point B? So we're going to fill you in on, you know, finding your groove and, and hopefully this will all make sense. So let's break it down for for them, Chris. This is something that's it, it's come up very uh, frequently in the last little while with me and clients and people that I've talked to. I mean, it comes up often with um, my training clients. And I think it's something that's very different for everybody. I mean, we want to try to you know, we want to try to make it a little bit less confusing, but something tells me that um, <laughs> it, it, it could easily go the other way. But let's just say for, I mean, I know in Canada, we have the Canadian Physical Activity Guidelines, and that gives a pretty just good baseline for what you should expect to be aiming for in terms of, you know, how many times do you want to be, be strength training or resist doing some kind of resistance training? How many times a week should you be doing sort of moderate stuff, stretching and um, things like hiking and and cycling at a more moderate level? Um, And then also light activity, you know, 30 minute walks at least. And And I like to tell people that as a baseline, what you should be aiming for is about two to three times a week, strength training, lifting weights, working against resistance. Could be kettlebell, could be dumbbell, could be bodyweight stuff. At least 45-minute sessions, I would say. Moderately, two to three times a week for other stuff like hiking and cycling and you know swimming. Yoga, I would say, falls in that category. And 
and light stuff, 30 minute walks a day. Like I said, every day, I think people should be aiming for at least getting out and moving at least 30 time, 30 minutes uh, for a walk. So within that, that whole baseline, I think everybody's different. There's lots of, lots of different variables like work schedule, family demands, um, stress levels, sleep. And I think what we're trying to do today is make sure that people are realizing that, you know, getting in your workouts hopefully isn't adding to that stress level and making you feel like um, that it's going to be a struggle to do all this stuff. So it's great to just figure out kind of where your sweet spot is, where, you know, you're pushing yourself a little bit, but it's not overtaxing your system. Um, it's adding to bettering your quality of life. Um, and it's, it's going to be different for everybody. And it's going to sort of, it's going to sort of ebb and flow with, as time goes on, it's going to change. Um, you're getting ready to do a move, you know, your physical activity level is going to change and have to evolve a little bit for a little while until you get into a groove. And, you know, I've talked to people recently who are going through different things and we're still going through this whole COVID thing. So that's, that's changing up people's, um, definitely their stress levels and goal setting and all that. So I think yeah. that's kind of the, the, the topic of the day is figuring out where that sweet spot is. I like it. You know, I, I think before we even talk workouts, um, I think people have to learn how to become adaptable, you know, and sort of, and, you know, instead of, trying to fit a square peg into a round hole, you know, people have to, you know, take what's on their plate and sort of piece it all together and, and try to make it work in that fashion rather than, you know, make it into a stressful thing. You know, so you talked about your workouts, you know, and, you know, maybe you're just starting out. So body weight training is, is, is your form of strength training. You know, maybe you're using kettlebells, maybe mm -hmm. you're using the mace, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you two to three times per week. Um, strength training um, is, is definitely a great goal. And, you know, finding a schedule, you know, maybe sitting down and writing out all the things that you're accountable to. And um, maybe it's a Sunday, Wednesday Friday split. <laughs> I mean, everyone yeah. has a different schedule, um, especially, you know, during the whole COVID thing. Um, so, you know, I, I always try to advocate for finding the right time, you know? I should say too, that we're not talking, we're not going to hone this into like specific goals because definitely if you if you make a specific goal for yourself whatever that be weight loss or a specific number then that's going to sort of dictate what your training schedule is going to look like we're kind of looking at this from the perspective of and this is what I, the, the the questions that i've been getting from clients and other people around is is like you know what's an optimal kind of workout split that's you know we're in the middle of the summer so people are trying to enjoy the outdoors and stuff like that too so they don't want to be living in the in in the in the gym and making dedicating their life to to training 
Um, and that's, that kind of sums up my, my, the client base that I have, they're trying to get stronger so that they can do other stuff like hiking and, and going mm -hmm. out and having fun. So, but, I, but the reason I bring that up is because if you have a specific goal, then yeah, you kind of have to reverse engineer your training plan to meet that specific target goal. So, and in the past, in the, the previous podcast, um, Riley from conviction fitness joined me and we talked a little bit more about being specific with goal setting uh, when the time comes, when to start to really narrow your focus. But for the topic today, we're, we're keeping it kind of broad, you know, figuring out where your sweet spot is. And I think a good way to, to, to kind of find where your sweet spot is, is when you work out, after you work out, do you feel like you feel better after? Do you feel like it's, it's raised your, your, your good hormone, um, good endorphins you feel like it's something that you've enjoyed or do you leave your workout space or the gym like in a heap feeling like you've just been run over by a truck you know what i mean so that's probably it's a great point you know, i so think you, that's a good thing to to kind of uh to learn how to be a little bit intuitive for your workouts right absolutely you know learn to be instinctive you know like if you if you look at your workouts as a scale, like zero is like right in the sweet spot and maybe some weeks you're getting one or two workouts, you know, that would put you on the left and maybe you're, you've done like five workouts in a week and that'll put you on the far right. And think about how your body's feeling. You know, are you sluggish? Are you irritable? Um, does the weight feel heavy? You know? So these are all things that your body is telling you and once you learn to dial those signals in, then it's going to bring you closer to the middle. Um, yeah. So what are, um, you know, so you, Chris, you spoke about your clients, you know, talking about this throughout the week. Um, what are some of the, the signals that they were um, feeling or experiencing that, you know, raise this question? So I have clients who I have a few clients who have pretty demanding careers and uh, and other you know maybe personal things going on in their lives that are taking a lot of their energy reserves, and they might have the best intentions to get a workout in on the days that I'm not working specifically with them, but you know it might it just might not happen because they just don't feel like they've got. The energy to do it and my advice is always you know commit your commit to five minutes and five minutes only and literally i mean i mean that if you go if you say i'm going to do five minutes no matter what sh what no matter what condition you feel like you're in you say i'm going to commit to five minutes of maybe even just mobility stuff or some a little bit of yoga some stretching just some moving around um with one client i get her to do swings in between um um, while she's working at her desk, I get her to do swings intermittently throughout the day. And awesome. you know, if she does five rounds of that and they're totaling, you know, 30 seconds each round, that's less than five minutes, but at least she's getting up and moving throughout the day. Right. So, so when I say commit to something small, I literally mean if it's five minutes and it turns into 10 minutes, great. But if it's five minutes and you leave the gym, if you leave your workout space, or if you put that weight down, or if you roll up your yoga mat after five minutes, you've done it. That's it. That's all you've committed to. That's all your, that's all, um, that's all we, the only expectation we had for you was to get that five minutes. So 
But what happens when you are in a stressful job or you've had a really stressful day and you know it's taken everything out of you and the second your butt hits the, the, the sofa, it's like there's no way not a forklift could take you to could you know lift you off of that couch. So so that's that's the tough part. you know sometimes it's um, the hardest part is just to get moving. Once you've done that, once you've taken that first step, it it's usually starts to fall in place. But this is the reality that you know busy people, not just parents, busy people, um, we fall into this pattern sometimes where everything else in life is kind of taken all we've got and the workouts are the lowest priority. So um, I think the advice for those people is just, you know, find the days that work well and that that kind of falls in that sweet spot category. So if your sweet spot is like getting workouts in on Sundays and like you said, Sundays and Wednesdays, if that's your split, start there. Mm-hmm. And if you find that that's your sweet spot and those are the days that you at least feel like you can get a workout in and you feel like when you do get a workout in on those days, they feel good, right? So that's what you can start working with and then just progressively over time build from there, I think. Yeah. You know, it's um, – I have this client who she works a 12-hour day on Mondays and on Tuesdays we train together. And she's she's in the dumpster a little bit, you know. It's already it's only the beginning of the week, and she's still she's she's still pretty taxed. And you know, so as a trainer, you know, my job is to interpret what's going on with her and design a workout. So we we work a lot of mobility because um, she needs a lot of mobility because of her job. But you know, it, it's okay to you know rev up your workouts a little later in the week too, especially if you're feeling good. Um, this brings me back to, I forget what episode is, but Michelle Henry, um, she's a nurse and she would talk about working her three twelves. And on day four, it was either a Netflix day and she would work mobility. And then, you know, day five, you know, she would get into the, the meat potatoes of her workouts. So, you know, I, I think that is probably the best advice that we could give you is is not only be instinctive, but also be honest with yourself. So, I mean, if you're just being lazy and you don't want to get on the couch, there's a difference between that statement and the body's is being taxed. And, you know, instead of the kettlebell, maybe hit the yoga mat and work in some mobility. Your body will love you. Um, so much more. And then I promise the next day when you wake up in the morning, you'll feel amazing. And go ahead. I was going to say, this is, uh, it's funny, like, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking this is like a one big advertisement for why you need a, a personal <laughs> trainer because like, <laughs> where's your credit card? <laughs> because a lot of clients that I have, you know, I'd say the majority of the clients that I have, they have a general know, know-how in terms of what they should be doing. But where they struggle is interpreting what they should be doing on that, that particular day or even just scheduling the time in. So when you're when you're scheduling time with a with a trainer, you're you're that time is set, 
you know, it's, it's, it's there. So you're going to, you're going to, you're going to do it. And I like to schedule consistent times throughout the week with my clients. So, yeah, you know, for recurring appointments. Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. there, so it's not like all up in the air and, and the, the likelihood of us missing something or not like scheduling this. is, yeah, right. So, so that's in your schedule and then that becomes a habit and habits, that's how habits are formed by repetition. And then eventually, you know, even on, on weeks where they're away on vacation, I say, listen, your, your training time is Monday at five o'clock. Don't miss it just cause you're on vacation, you know, set that time aside to do something Monday at five o'clock, even if it is in keeping with the, the vacation kind of thing, but try to, but try to keep those times, um, solidified so that you keep that, uh, keep mm-hmm. that progress going. And the other thing I was going to say is like back on a topic of topic of habits is uh, you mentioned like Michelle talking about taking that Netflix day. If that's, if, if habitually after, you know, on certain days, you know, it's just going to be, it's just going to be like in the dumpsters, you put it and you're just going to be, it's just going to be a lazy day. You can stack habits on top of each other. So if you know that, you know, Wednesdays, um, our typical day off, but I've already worked two 12 hour shifts Monday and Tuesday, or maybe I've worked the weekend and Wednesday is just like a lounge lounging day. Um, there's nothing stopping you from just dropping down to the floor while you're doing your, your Netflix, um, binge and doing some mobility there. So you're just stacking one habit on top of the other. So then eventually you'll get, you literally, you'll get into the habit of doing certain things. Um, almost, I guess it's multitasking, but habits more efficiently. Yeah. Cooler. Yeah. So I love it. That's something that I've used for myself. And, um, and that's why I have kettlebells kind of, or usually <laughs> I have kettlebells strategically placed throughout the house because, you know, when you go into this room, do 10 swings or Dan John talks about getting your pull-ups, um, pull-up numbers higher and, you know, hang a pull-up bar um, in a door frame so that every time you go in and out of that room, you do some pull-ups and it's just, you're just stacking those habits of, uh, you know, you, you have a habit of going in and getting, getting this book from your, your room every time you want to read a book. And then on the way there to get the book, you do chin-ups on the way out, you do chin-ups. So you've just stacked that on top of each other. And then eventually, you know, your pull-ups will get better. You're progressing some goals and, uh, greasing the groove, man. It works. I love it. Um, when you, so we've talked a lot about your, your, um, your previous weight loss experiences and, um, did you have a sweet spot that you kind of found specifically with when it came to exercise when you were going through your, your journey? Oh man, that's a great question. Um, earlier on in the podcast, I talked about sort of that spectrum, right? So like the sweet, sweet spot is zero and then left is too little and right is too much. You know, I felt like I was definitely overtraining when I reflect Mm -hmm. now on May of 2005. And in the mornings, I'll never forget reading this article that was published, published in muscle and fitness um, by Sean Phillips. His brother was Bill Phillips. Okay. Who owned EAS nutrition, but Sean wrote this, he wrote the article on high intensity interval training and man, I was, I was doing that every single day. And then in the evenings I would go and and work out more Mm -hmm. strength training. So early morning conditioning and strength training in the evening. And 
there's no way right now that I would be able to take on that schedule. You know, being a dad, um, working early, you know, early, early mornings. So, I mean, when I think about it, you know, I, I was able to lose the weight under those conditions, but wasn't necessarily the right decision, you know, um, with Which what you I learned, you learned over yeah, time and, and, you're, and you're able to reflect. Yeah, on absolutely. And, and that's another thing is, you know, learn from your experiences, but I wouldn't, you know, even as a trainer, I would never even, you know, suggest someone do what I've done. Um, it's kind of silly, you know, the body could only take on so much, you know, before it breaks down mm-hmm. and it will break down. It's just inevitable. But, um, you know, I, I think your, your guidelines at the, the beginning of this podcast, you know, are really a, um, a safety net, I would say. And, you know, strength train two to three times a week, you know, get out and walk, get out and hike, swim, whatever your hobbies are. But, um, yeah, I, I was just I was just totally on the other end of the spectrum, man. I, I but you know, live and let learn, you know. What's um if we're gonna close this out with an iron tip, what's what do you have for us? You know, it sort of runs with that principle. You know, listen to the signals that your your body's given you. You know, you mentioned, you know, how how does your body feel after a workout? Do you feel like you could conquer the world or do you feel like you want to go take a nap and um you know understand what the body's telling you you know maybe you're overtraining maybe you're not working out as often as you should be um and you know just really basic listen to your body and maybe next week do something different you know make some subtle changes and then that will bring you closer to you know your sweet spot you know right in the middle of the spectrum Mm-hmm. What about yourself? What do you got? So I'll go back to the the start small to start building these habits into your lifestyle. And um, to extend on that a little bit, don't stop. So we've talked many, many times about consistency. Consistency is key. Uh, so start small with the in, with the with the intention of progressively doing more, progressively. Um, increasing either the frequency that you're training or the duration each time you're training or, you know, obviously the weight that you're lifting. If, if part of one of, if one of your goals is getting stronger, which I believe that everybody's one of, it should be on everybody's agenda to get stronger for sure, to be more resilient. Um, but yeah, start small. Don't stop. Keep plugging along. Once you've started, don't stop. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make. They start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. They never see results because they're not Mm -hmm. consistent enough. So give yourself um, something stupidly easy to commit to. Like I said, five minutes. And, And if you do the five minutes, boom, put that in the win category. And if it turns into 10 minutes, that's extra. Um, But um, five minutes to get you going and stay consistent. Beautiful. Be plugging along. Keep the train rolling. So we're going to do, um, 
this is the the first part of a two-parter, Matt. So we're gonna we're gonna get together again, and we're gonna talk about the sweet spot as it pertains to nutrition. So for our listeners, um, if you want to hear a little bit more about the nutrition part of it, which is a major major part of your success, then uh, join us again for the next episode. Beautiful. It's good hanging out, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. We'll talk again.